What is going on, Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? You got K-Love coming at you tonight. Um, so basically what I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to give my grades. I know Steve and I flip-flopped with the way we were going to do things yesterday. He wound up doing the uh, grades um, and uh, going through the teams. I'm basically just going to give everybody a grade. I'm going to go through it really quick. It's going to be fast. I'm basically just going to read you guys what I wrote down in my notes um, and then I'm going to go over about four or five guys that you can add to your roster um, that, you know, late name guys that came on in the last week or so. Ooh, excuse me. Some uh, maybe, you know, some guys that, that are on waiver wires that may be better off on rosters than some of the guys you have uh, currently. So, you know, these are some things I'm going to get into a little bit. Um, but like I said, I'm going to start with the listener league again by just giving th- my ranks. It's going to be quick. I'm basically going to read you my notes. Um, I may touch on some of the teams, but not very much. So Billifer, I gave a B. Um, you know, I said he had good wide receiver depth, um, not really enough RB depth. Um, you know, you have four running backs, uh, but you know, Sermon. We don't know when he's going to take over that job. James Conner is, we don't know. So, and that's your only four running backs. So four running backs, I mean, they're not terrible, but, you know, you have very good wide receiver depth. Um, and um, I like what you did a quarterback, you know, drafting Trey Lance and Ben Roethlisberger, and you probably start Big Ben until, you know, Lance winds up becoming the starter. Uh, it's a strategy I've used a couple times in mocks and, you know, things like that. I haven't drafted Lance, but I may draft Tua or, you know, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Fields, um, you know, so uh, those guys, you know, and you add a Big Ben or a Kirk Cousins or a um, Matt Ryan to go along with it, guys that, you know, just stable that aren't going to kill you. Uh, it's not a bad strategy to, to take a quarterback. But you get a B for just your little bit of running, your, your lack of running back depth. Uh, because you really only have two that you can play in the beginning of the year, in my opinion. I don't think you can play Trey Sermon right off the bat. And you know, James Conner, we don't know. I mean, you know, if everybody's so high on Trey Edmonds that you know James Conner could basically just be a short yardage guy. Uh, so that W. Uh, let's see that. Let me see what his team name is. Uh, I gotta look this up. So it's that whiz kid. Okay, so that whiz kid. What I said about your team, I gave you a C first of all. Um. So I said not bad at running back. Man, I, I really gotta change my handwriting up. Sorry guys. Um, not bad at running back, but there's literally no depth. Um, you know, Booker is basically a Saquon handcuff. Ahmed is basically a Saquon or a Gaskin handcuff. Um, Coleman, you might be able to start him early, but you know they reports are that Ty Johnson's going to get a little bit more of the work. That's going to be a committee there, and you know you're not going to want to start a committee on the Jets. And Mark Ingram, we don't even know how much he's going to touch the ball. He's going to be a committee also on the Texans. So you got you know two guys that are going to be in a committee on shitty teams. And then two handcuffs behind your, you know, very good running back. I like Gaskin this year. I've been hot. You know, I think Gaskin could have a a very good year. Um, And I love Saquon. But, 
you know, outside of that, I don't know who you're, I I just don't know who you're starting at your fifth spot. Because in this league, you have basically outside of your tight end, you have seven skill positions that you're going to need to start. So you have Jefferson, you have Beckham and Antonio Brown, Marquez Callaway, right? You have your two running backs. Are you starting A.J. Green? Are you starting Coleman? Like, I, I just, I really don't like what you're doing at your fifth running back spot. You really have nobody to start there. And then when Thomas gets back, Callaway, you're not going to want to start Callaway and Thomas. So, who you know, you're going to basically have to pick, you're going to have to find somebody to start in that fifth spot and then add, you know, more guys to for your, for your bye weeks once they start. But I just don't like, I don't know how you fill out your lineup with the roster as it is now. Um, Eddie uh, is next. I love Eddie's team. I thought he did a really good job. He started off heavy at running back, got a solid quarterback, really found good good wide receiver talent as the draft went on. He got Cooper, he got Juju, Robbie Anderson, Brandon Cooks. So he's got three stud running backs, Kamara, Jacobs, and Edwards, and a stud quarterback. You know, you're a weak at tight end, obviously. You have Gronk, but that's not a bit. I mean, Gronk, Gronk could be the number 10 tight end just – you know, by scoring a touchdown every other week. And if that's the case, you're going to be perfectly fine with Gronk. Um, I don't think you needed to draft two quarterbacks considering you had Russell Wilson. I think you went a little, you know, there's no reason to draft a defense that early. But, um, and I like you, you got Jared Cook behind Rob Gronkowski because that's another guy that could be very good in that offense. He knows this, you know, what the Chargers are going to be doing. Um, But you have a little bit of talent there or, you know, depth there with Philip Lindsay. Uh, behind those running backs. I, I really like what you did. I gave your team an A. Uh, CJ, I uh, said you have good running back depth, but not great outside of Cook. So, you know, you have Henderson, you have Edmonds, you have Drake, you have McKissick. All these guys are startable, but we don't know how good they're all going to be at any particular in any particular game. You know, Henderson could be part of a committee with, you know, with Michelle, maybe Funk gets a little bit of work. Um, none of those guys are great pass catchers. Um, I think Henderson probably is the best, so that's a, that's you know not in your favor. You know, Chase Edmonds is you know same thing. Um, I don't. I think Chase Edmonds is going to be a good play. I think most people do, but at the same time, if Chase Edmonds winds up, you know, giving up any kind of goal line work to James Conner, it really you know minimizes his uh, his upside. And Drake and McKissick are basically pass catching backs. Drake will get a little bit, a little bit more use in the run game, but you know, not enough to where he's going to be really good. Uh, but you know, I, they're all playable options there. Um, I think you have solid wide receiver and tight end depth, and so I gave you a B. Uh, Sacks, um, I gave you a B also. I said you don't have great depth at running back or receiver. Uh, but you have studs at your quarterback and tight end position. So you have T.J. Hawkinson and, and Lamar Jackson, who are two, you know, one of my top five quarterbacks and top five tight ends. Um, you know, you have very good stud running backs. You are very weak at wide receiver, but you know, and your running back depth is 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 kind of tough with you know what you have. You know. You, you, do have Pollard to back up Zeke and AJ Dillon may get a little bit of love, but your depth there is weak, and your wide receiver core is, you know, not the greatest. Um, I, 
I honestly am borderline whether I should give you a C or a B, but I'm going to go with a B just because you have those stud. You have a you know you're very good at quarterback and tight end. Next was my team. Um, I'm not going to grade my team. I'm just going to say I love my team. I did not listen to the podcast last night. I don't always get a chance to listen when when Steve goes solo, but uh, I do want to hear what how Steve graded my team because I was actually really you know, happy with how my team turned out in this league. Um, tune. Uh, so I said, you're weak at quarterback, but I don't care who cares. You know, in my opinion, you can stream quarterback and be do just fine. You know, you have Jameis Winston and Baker Mayfield. Jameis Winston has been a 5,000 yard passer, um, you know, at points in his career. I think, you know, looking at it here, Kirk Cousins on the waiver wire. He's got great matchups to start the season. You know, you may want to pick him up and stream him. You got Jameis and Baker Mayfield right now. Baker may not even be a bad play for Week One because they could be in a shootout with the Chiefs. You never know. So, I really like what you. Um, I, you know, the fact that you're weak at quarterback to me means absolutely nothing. And you, there was no need for a second tight end when you had Kittle. Uh, I, I, maybe you just wanted to draft a second one because Kittle's injury history, but if you're going to go that early on a tight end, you should really use later rounds to address your depth at your running back and tight end, or running back and receiver. Um, and then, you know, if Kittle gets hurt, you're going to have to hit the waiver wire. But, you know, you got Henry Henry, so maybe you can use him in a flex spot if he winds up being, you know, a good enough player that, uh, you know, he, he's equaling out to, you know, a, a wide receiver four or five. Uh, what else did I say about your team, Tooney? Uh, I, I really think you went early on Hunt. So you have Taylor, you have Taylor and Gibson, but I have been so anti-Hunt because I think he's being drafted based on his production from last year, where we know that you know Nick Chubb was hurt, and the fact that Nick Chubb was hurt in that year, to me, like. I don't think Hunt's going to have that same kind of production. And if you look at the last, like, five games of, of, of the season, like, Hunt was basically useless. So, you know, I, I get drafting Hunt. Maybe Chubb gets injured again and you have a stud, you know, three running backs. But if not, I don't think you're ever going to feel like Kareem Hunt is giving you, you know... He, a fourth round's worth of production. Like, look at those receivers, and, you know, I, I drafted Mark Andrews after that. You didn't need Andrews. You had Kittle. But, you know, look at Henderson and Gus Edwards. I think both of those, maybe not Henderson as much because I don't really like Henderson, but you could have had Edwards. You could have had Gaskin. You could have had Mike Davis. All in the next round, when in the next, you know, in the next turn, um, you know, before it got to your pick, it actually got past your pick. You could have taken Mike Davis, but you obviously needed a wide receiver. I would have much rather grabbed, you know, a wide receiver maybe in the fourth round. Although, you know, the receivers there were pretty pretty much similar. But you know, I just don't. I don't. I will never agree with taking a, a backup running back. No matter how much work he's getting, he, he's the second running back on that team, and I'm never going to justify taking him in the fourth round. Um, next up was Shanny. Uh, oh, so Tooney, I gave you, so I was borderline with you on an A and a B, honestly. And I think I'm going to go with a B, a strong B, very strong B. Um, 
mainly because I just like what you did at quarterback and, and filling out your roster and not really worrying about the quarterback position because nobody ever really needs to. I mean, you can stream quarterback guys and and find just as much value as you will drafting a Patrick Mahomes in the third round and compare that to what you're doing to the rest of your, you know, the rest rest of your team. Um, yeah. So uh, next was Shanny. So what I wrote about Shanny B was good running back depth for not drafting one early. So he's got Carson Davis Harris, you know. Um, you know, Stevenson and Gainwell could come on later in the year, but those three running backs, considering you didn't get one in the first two rounds, is is not a bad is you know not terrible. Obviously, you would like better you know more than f- three starting quality running backs, you know, or playable running backs. But um, you don't really have the greatest wide receiver depth, in my opinion. I mean, we'll have to see how Elijah Moore turns out and Jalen Rager. Uh, hopefully he has a, a year two bounce back. Mooney's kind of a dart throw. You know he's a sleeper in those late rounds that you that might turn out to be a thing for you. But you know, basically what I wrote down, you better pray one of those two receivers don't go down because you're you're screwed if that, if that happens. Um, so itchy itchy. Um, I gave you a C, and I know you were you know I know you were a um, auto draft for a lot of it. Um, because of you know another league that you were drafting, which was actually a money league, not just a listener league. So I don't want to criticize you too hard, but I wanted to see. Um, so I said you're weak at running back depth, weak at wide receiver depth, and you got to pray that Pitts is an outlier. So you know, uh, basically, you know, Jamar Chase as your third wide receiver. When we have heard nothing but bad things about him coming out of camp, you know, Pitts as your tight end could be good, but like he's got to be an outlier for a rookie tight end. That's what it comes down to. He's got to be. He's got to beat the, you know, beat the odds that are stacked against him, uh, from you know previous first round tight ends and what they've done. Uh, Stafford Brady. I don't think you needed to draft Stafford. I mean, whatever if you did, but, um, and you went defense early, which I hate. But, you know, I I, th- I just think that you could do better. You could. You know, probably upgrade your running back depth, and you definitely need to upgrade your receiver depth because this is a three-receiver league with two flexes, and I only really see two quality receivers and two me two and a half quality running backs. So you got like five skill position players to play outside of you know Kyle Pitts at your tight end, and you're going to need two more somewhere along the line here. Cheat code sports, um, Steve, I gave Steve an A. I just think he has solid depth all the way through. You know, he's Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders, Raheem Mostert, Devin Singletary, Naeem Hines, all playable options, and then he went with Ty Johnson and Wayne Gallman. Um, Johnson, I, you know, I know Steve likes drafting Ty Johnson late because he's, you know, kind of a, um, you know he's a late round pick that's probably going to get a little bit, a lot more work than what people understand for the Jets. But he's still in a committee for the Jets, so I just don't like that. But you know he's a 13th round pick. It is what it is. Wayne Gallman is a great stash. Um, I'm going to talk about him a little bit later. Um, then your wide receivers, you got Cooper Cup, you got DJ Moore, Stephon Diggs, um, Will Fuller, Rondell Moore, Paris Campbell. Hopefully Paris Campbell. I mean I heard that he didn't practice today. He's dealing with some kind of Achilles. Um, 
you know, I've been a guy that um, has really, really liked, um, you know, Paris Campbell for the last couple years, but he always just can't stay to seem to stay on the field. So hopefully this go round he does and, you know, we're able to uh, we're able to see what he can actually do for a full season worth of work. But overall, I give you an A. Like I said, you know, you have Herbert and Goddard, you know, two of my, you know, a top seven quarterback of mine, a top six quarter uh, tight end, um, and then, you know, good depth at your receiver and running back position. So I, I really like your team. I give it an A. Uh, super Kid, Super King, I don't know who your name is, but uh, it says no running. I have no running back depth and no no reason to draft fields when you have Josh Allen. So, you know, that I 100% agree with. Uh, Like your two tight end situation, that's not bad, but your running back depth, man, especially considering Austin Eckler did not practice today. We don't know what's happening there. But, you know, Tony Jones and Carlos Hyde are your, you know, you have Najee Harris. But after that, you have Tony Jones and and Carlos Hyde. Like, you literally are in trouble um, at your running back position. You know, Mike Evans, T. Higgins, Jerry Judy. I like that wide receiving core of LaVisca Chenault, Michael Gallup, and Terrence Marshall, and Donovan Peoples-Jones, whatever. But you, So you have good wide receiver depth, but terrible running back depth. Um, you know, you basically are going to be looking on the waiver wire for, you know, probably Josh ja- Justin Jackson or Josh Kelly. You know, Austin Eckler just can't seem to stay on the field as good he is, as he is. You know, guys got to stay healthy for, for him to be like, you know, people are drafting. Austin Eckler to me this year reminds me of Miles Sanders for last year, where everybody is drafting him off of a small sample size at the end of last season, the previous season, but are negating the fact that he was either injured or do, didn't do much earlier. So they're like using those five or six games at the end of the year and saying he's a first or second round pick. And you know, you're forgetting that Austin Eckler really, for throughout his career, has not been the pillar of health. And that could really, you know, when when your first or second round pick goes down, it really just hurts your team. So I give you a B because of no running back depth. Definitely hit the waiver wire. You know, we'll talk about some guys you can add, but definitely hit the waiver wire. And for Milio, I'm not going to be as harsh Steve and I were texting uh with a friend of ours about Formilio or Ferilio uh but I know Steve gave him a D um I am going to go C and you know he's terribly weak at running back and wide receiver for his depth um especially wide receiver because you have Thielen but Boyd Landry Jacoby Myers like those four receivers like you're just no there's no star power at all in your receiving core. You know, Montgomery, Robinson, like, it's not terrible. Like, you know, Javante Williams, hopefully he, you know, if Gordon goes down, Williams steps up and runs with the job. But, you know, you have, like, there's just no excitement with your running back and wide receiving core at all. Now, you do have the best tight end and quarterback in each, you know, each spot you have Mahomes and Kelsey which you went one and two I have no idea why you went Mahomes in the first round but getting those two guys like hopefully that solidifies your team a little bit and you you know I will say you have stability 
at your other positions. You know, you don't have excitement, but you do have stability. Now, Montgomery, Robinson, you know, those guys are stable. They're going to get you, they're not, their floors are high, but their ceilings are low, in my opinion. Uh, Thielen, Boyd, and Landry are all the same. You know, Myers could have a pretty good year, but everybody's been talking about Jacoby Myers for like three years. This is like the third year we're talking about Jacoby Myers, and he's, he's okay. He has his games, but he's never really a consistent startable option. But like I said, you're, I hate that you drafted Trevor Lawrence, too. There's no reason for that. Not when you draft Mahomes, and then you draft Evan Ingram when you drafted Kelsey. Like, those, if you're going to draft, use their first and second round pick on quarterback and tight end, don't draft another for the rest of the draft, please. But that's it. I gave him a C. I didn't kill him the way Steve did. I know Steve gave him like a D. Um, so we're going to move on now, and we're going to talk about um, a couple of players, maybe five, six guys that are all, that could be on your waiver wire that might just need to be picked up, um, especially with all the recent news coming out. Um, so I'm going to start it off. Tony Jones. Uh, Tony Jones is one, you know, we just talked about him a second ago with, you know, the one team that had drafted him. Um, you know, he, he's definitely worth an ad in most leagues because, you know, if you're a 12 team league, um, you know, you're probably Tony Jones is probably worth putting on your, on your roster because he's basically, you know, going to get work similar to what Murray got. Um, you know, if Murray was getting 40 or 50 yards and this dude turns out to be a little bit of a better player at his, at, you know, at his younger age, maybe he's a little more spry, a little more quick. Um, if he's able to, uh, you know, be a better Latavius Murray, maybe he's able to give you 60 yards consistently, a couple catches. And, you know, that could be maybe 8 to 12 points in, in PPR consistently. And... Once bye weeks come around, that could be pretty useful. So he's definitely a guy to stash. Obviously, you know, I, God forbid Kamara goes down. You know, he, he probably steps in as, you know, the leader of a committee. I'm sure they would bring in somebody to go along with him. But overall, like, you know, you definitely, I, I definitely think that he's worth, you know, putting on a lineup, you know, putting in a roster, putting on your roster and stashing him. Of uh, you know to see what happens in the first few weeks of the season. You know these are this is this is one of my favorite times to do ad drops because the ad drops really a lot of people aren't doing them. They draft and then they say, "Well, I have my team," and don't look at it until it's time to set their lineup in week one. And this is a time where you can you know add guys that over the last few days. Haven't real or after even like you know a couple weeks, haven't you know they've either increased their their value on their name. You know maybe you're able to drop a couple guys that that's you know started to you know get their name shit on. Maybe you drafted Latavius Murray and you're like oh shit why do I want to keep this guy? Let me you know add Tony Jones. You know that's the kind of stuff that happens uh, in these last weeks. And people just don't pay attention because they're like, I drafted my team. I'll deal with it once week one is over because this is my team for week one. Well, you know, I'm a snake. Uh, I'll get all these guys before the, before the shit starts and, you know, not think twice about it. Um, 
Another name, obviously, I think nowadays he's kind of being drafted, but if he's not, he's definitely a guy that needs to be added uh, and looked at, and that's Tyson Williams. You know, he if if the Ravens have always used kind of a dual running back system when Lamar's been quarterback. I know there was a short period of time where Gus, you know, in, in Lamar's rookie year where Gus was like the only guy they were using, but I think there was a lot of injuries and stuff that year, which made it a little difficult for them, but... You know, mostly this is going to be a multi-back system. You know, Gus may get about 65% of this workload. But, you know, if Tyson Williams is out, winds up being out there more, I definitely think, you know, it's worth, like, you got to think of what Gus Williams is doing off of the minimal production that or minimum work usage that he's getting. So he's getting very minimal, you know, carries, maybe 11, 10, 11 carries a game. The guy's going for like 60 yards and a touchdown, you know, like he's getting you almost double digit fantasy points. And I, you know, I could see Tyson Williams starting the seat, the beginning of the season being the same as what I was talking about with Tony Jones, where maybe he's getting eight to 12 fantasy points in a PPR league. And, you know, I don't want to say that's useful, but you know, once bye weeks come around, if this guy's still, you know, second in second in line, you know, he could definitely be somebody that winds up, you know, getting into a roster, especially in deeper leagues. You know, he could be somebody that cracks a roster and winds up being like pretty useful uh, once bye weeks roll around. Uh, another guy um, is Wayne Gallman. Um, so to me, I'm not completely sold on Mike Davis. Um, I think he had a great four, three, four game span last year, and I think people rode with that to make it seem like he's he could be a a, a long term option for a year, you know, a solid year option at running back. But he kind of broke down. And even when McCaffrey came back for that one game and then went out for the rest of the season, when, when Mike Davis came back, he wasn't good. Um, I just think he was starting to wear down. He's older. He's still an older back. I think he's like 28, 29 years old. He's been in the league for a few years. People forget him on, you know, uh, Seattle. You know, people forget those days. But if this guy starts to wear down, I don't see any reason Wayne Gallman isn't in there, you know, given what we saw from him last year, I mean, he's this, he's not a big power back, but he does run with a little bit of power. He was very good on the goal line for the Giants, which, you know, shows a little bit of power. He definitely could add to the passing game. I think he's not bad out of the backfield receiving. Um, I think he, he's a pretty good secondary option to Mike Davis. And what we saw with Davis last year of him just starting to wear down very quick and to stop it off, like Atlanta starts off the season, you know, Philly, Philly's not, Philly wasn't great at stopping the one run last year, but they traditionally have been good with Fletcher Cox at stopping the run. They, you know, upgraded their run, their linebackers with Eric Wilson, single singleton's going to be out there and he's looked really good in preseason. Maybe they're, you know, so maybe they're not as bad against the run as they were last year. But after that, like, this guy, the matchups that this dude plays, I know they play Tampa. I know they, they play the Rams, I'm pretty sure. Like, he's got very tough matchups for, like, the first five weeks of the season. And if he's not producing and he's worn down, 
you could see Gallman come in and start to try and take this job over, you know, and or maybe even work as a one-two punch the more the season goes on, which is scary if you're, you know, you're trying to count on, you know, Mike Davis as a guy that you could play all year. But, you know, in my opinion, Gallman has definitely got a stash because, you know, we we haven't seen Mike Davis for a full season be a productive workhorse type of back. If he winds up going, you know, wearing down, they're going to eventually go to Gallman. And like I said, these are guys to stash. You're not starting these guys week one. These are guys to add to your roster and just leave them there. And then just wait and see how the rest of, you know, how the next three, four games plays out. And if four games comes in and Mike Davis is tearing shit up and he's got, you know, a four... 100 yard games in a row and he's got a touchdown in it man but get rid of Gallman at that point then but if we're talking about like you know Tyson Williams and Gus Edwards just don't look good and or it isn't as good as a feature back as he was as kind of like that secondary back well you know maybe Tyson Williams gets a little more love and if that's the case you know you're gonna want him stashed on your bench so you know like I said these are guys that you're gonna stash there for two three maybe four weeks and you know, at that point, get rid of them. But if 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 they're not showing, you know, anything, if if nothing's changing for their their fantasy output, you know what I mean, or outlook. All right, so fourth, I'm going to say it, Le'Veon Bell. I know I just said add Tyson Williams, but one thing that scares me about Tyson Williams, I don't think they just went out and added Le'Veon Bell for the hell of it. I know he's a name. I know he was not very good last year, and people thought he was going to be huge going to Kansas City, and he's going to, you know, event. He's he might take over for Ceh, and you know he might be. Guess what? Lev looked very Lev looked very slow and even uninterested last year at times, you know. But at the same time, I feel like an interested and a vested Le'Veon Bell, which he may be for Baltimore because he's going against Pittsburgh. He's in that same division, and we know that he is not a big fan of that that organization. He might just have a little bit more juice in his in his veins to go up and you know possibly beat this team a couple times. Um, you know, obviously he knows the division. So, and like I said, the thing that just I know Justice Hill tore his Achilles. There's a ton of running backs out there that this team could have added that would not have come with the clout, the name, and just the pressure of Le'Veon Bell and what he brings. Bringing in Le'Veon Bell creates speculation, it creates talk, and where that is... Usually that pressure wins out, whether, you know, whether the guy is as good as, you know, whether Bell is as good as, as Williams or not, you know, that's still something that we have to see. But I just think that, like, if you were that sold on Tyson Williams, why would you go in and bring in a running back with this much clout, this much name power? where it's going to cause a lot of rumor mill talk and speculation. Go out and get Duke Johnson. Like I've talked about Duke. He just got signed to the practice squad. You could have added him yesterday as soon as Justice Hill went down. Or you could have added, you know, even Devontae Freeman. Like, doesn't come with the name that Bell does. Bell was a top 
four or five running back for three or four years span before leaving Pittsburgh. And I know things haven't, things have just gone completely downhill for him since then, but bringing him in here, you only, I feel like you only do that if you want to eventually use him. (laughs) And that's why I say like, I think he's worth an ad as a stash, especially if you, you know, maybe I don't want to say if you have Gus Edwards, but I don't think it's bad if you had Gus Edwards to get Bell. I don't think it's bad to have all three of these guys just stashed on your bench. No lie. For the beginning of the season, until we get a little bit of clarity on what's going on with the Baltimore backfield, I don't think it's bad to have them all three because I don't think you're going to need that much depth at every other position where it's wide receiver and, you know, running, you know, if you got four running backs and then, you know, three running backs and then you have Gus Edwards, Bell and, and Williams, and then your wide receiver core, you got five wide receivers. Like, I don't think you're going to need that kind of depth where those guys are going to be, you know, starting frequently. Like, obviously like, Beginning of the season, no bye weeks. You're not going to need your bench as much. And I feel like if you're able to get all three of those running backs on your squad, gain a little bit of clarity on what the situation is in the Baltimore backfield because it's such a special backfield. Working with Lamar Jackson, we've seen Mark Ingram. We've seen Gus Edwards. We've seen J.K. Dobbins. These dudes all benefit from what Lamar Jackson brings. And with that being the case, I 100% think that I would stash all three of these guys. I Well, you know, Edwards obviously isn't stashed, but I would stash both of these guys because we haven't seen Gus be a, 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 a workhorse throughout a whole year. If Gus goes down, even if these two are in a, a committee, they're both, they're both very useful because of being in a backfield with Lamar Jackson. Like, seriously, until you get some clarity, I would literally stash these guys. Like, most people would say, no, don't. I wouldn't add them because it's a committee and, you know, we never know when to start them. You ain't going to need to start Tyson Williams or Le'Veon Bell for four weeks. Buys ain't happening yet. You don't, that depth, your depth at other positions, you're not going to need it. So why not wait three or four weeks with these two guys on your bench? Gain some clarity about the Baltimore backfield. See what's going on. If Bell's not even being used, if he's still in the practice squad, cut him. If Tyson Williams, um, you know, isn't worth shit and you start to see Bell get work and he's not even being used, cut him. Like, but... This is such a, like I said, it's a special, it's not like you're getting, it's not like me saying, go pick up Ty Johnson, um, although he is going to be another name that I mentioned. But it's not like, it, this is even better than me saying, go add Tyson Johnson, Tevin Coleman, and draft Michael Carter. Like, it's the Jets' backfield. Even if one of those guys is getting most of the work, it's not going to be good because the Jets stink. <laughs> like, so, you know... This is different. This is a completely different situation. You're talking about one of the best running games in the league with one of the best running quarterbacks, which opens things up for that running game. I, I don't see any problem with adding all these guys and just seeing what happens. Um, Ty, Ty Johnson is another guy. Notice these are all running backs. Why? Because as the season starts, you start to get a little bit of clarity on what the running back position is. I don't think Ty Johnson's a bad guy to add. Now, I did just kind of say when we were talking about Steve's team and he drafted Ty Johnson late, I was saying, like, it's still the Jets and it's a committee. But, 
you never know. Ty Johnson could take this job and run with it. You know, if he's that good, he he really came on at the end of last year. I thought he looked really good running the football last year at the end of the season. And you know, if they feel if they feel more comfortable, you know, by all means, I think that he's worth an add. Um, you know, as a guy that you know could be getting you know twelve to fifteen touches early on, and if that's going to be the case, you know, he could be a starting flex option if you you know have issues at that you know at the at, you know, maybe you drafted Michael Thomas and Will Fuller and you are struggling early. Or maybe you drafted Michael Thomas and, you know, somebody goes down on your team and now you're you're looking at your flex spot and you're like, what the hell? Well, well, Ty Johnson, if he's getting 12 touches in a game, I think he'll be all right. You know, he may not be, give you the greatest output, but he's not going to, like, completely sink your fantasy team. So it's, you know, not not a bad guy to have for, for running back depth. A uh, possible flex consideration if he, you know, once you see what the workload looks like. Um, and a couple wide receivers, I'm just going to say, are both rookies. I'm going to say Rashad, I'll say three. Um, Rashad Bateman, um, right now he's injured. Uh, I don't know when he's going to be healthy. I think, you know, it might be one to three weeks uh, into the season. But I I talked this guy up all year, all preseason from a rookie. I, I think his route running, his get off at the line of scrimmage is Judy-like. Um, I think he reminds me, I said, he reminds me of Keenan Allen. He's a guy that works out of the slot a lot, but he just like, he's not the quickest guy, but he just gets open. You watch his college film. This dude is just running free. Like he's just running free all the time. So I, I think that translate that route running translates to the NFL. There's a reason he was drafted in the first round because Lamar is not the greatest most accurate passer. So you want a guy who gets open so that Lamar doesn't have a hard throw to make. He's wide open. Throw him the ball. He's, you know, whatever. But, you know, Bateman's, I think, a guy you can stash. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown, I think he's a great stash if he's not drafted in your league, um, mainly because there's not a lot of pass-catching options in Detroit. You don't know how, um, you know, you, you could say that, you know, TJ Hawkinson, a lot of people have been higher on Tyrell Williams. Uh, you know, as the se- as the drafting season's gone on. But to me, like, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown looked pretty good in preseason when I watched him. You know, he made a couple plays. He, he definitely missed out a couple opportunities, if I remember also. But I think that'll get better as the season goes on. And to me, I, you know, I, I just think that, you know, any kind of pass catcher in these later rounds, if he winds up being a nice, you know, nice player out of the slot, which we've seen Jared Goff be good with with Cooper Cup, you know, he could be very useful if he's getting you know seven eight targets in a game, and it's not crazy to think that because they really don't have the pass catchers out out there in uh, uh, Detroit. And the last one is Rondell Moore. Um, like I said, all rookies for wide receivers. Rondell Moore to me is a great one because. I think they're going to do whatever they can to get this guy the ball in space. They're going to give him handoffs. They're going to give him screens. They're going to use him almost similar to Tyreek Hill without like the deep you know, downfield passing as much. I don't think they're going to do a lot of that. But... You know, a little bit of that Debo Samuel type of thing, Brandon Ayuk type of stuff. Like, that's kind of what Rondell Moore is. Um, he's electric with the ball in his hands, probably one of the better receivers in this draft with, you know, with basically just working in space or working when he's 
working with the ball in his hands and making plays and you know his playmaking abilities off the charts. His issue was just staying healthy. So, you know, to me that's all you really have to worry about with him is his health because I think his talent is really, you know, could really project in the NFL. Um, so that's it for tonight's podcast, guys. Um, you know, we'll be back. Steve and I are going to be back together tomorrow. Uh, we're going to try and, you know, get a full one in and, you know, we'll talk about, uh, what did Steve and I say we're going to talk about? Oh, we're going to do start sit. That's what we're going to do. So we'll have, we'll have start sit questions for, you know, Steve and myself tomorrow. We'll, you know, get them off your off offline and get them off of, you know, your questions from, you know, um, the Apple podcasts. So we'll be back tomorrow and until next time, peace out guys.